It's just no joke. Can you hear me too? Yeah, can you hear me? Perfectly. All right. One second. Let me just get the questions out. As we burn up out here in the blistering sun. <laughs> and I got a bald head out here glistening with no suntan. Well, without further ado, I'm out here in Riverside in my old comedy stomping grounds, my original comedy stomping grounds, and I am accompanied by uh, one of the more, uh, we'll say, infamous characters of the scene. Not not for any real bad reason. Uh, Marcus knows who he is, though. He likes to talk a lot of shit sometimes. Sometimes he's good at it, sometimes not. Uh, but you know what? That's kind of how we met, talking shit, and somehow we've become better friends because of it. Uh, it it's cool. I l appreciate people like Marcus because he's very, very, very honest, uh, almost to a fault. But you don't have to guess like where he stands on an issue. He'll tell you. And that's, that's a good thing. Uh, but not to put you on blast or anything without further ado, introduce yourself to the people. Yes, Marcus Griffin here. Um... To elaborate on the talking shit, I, it's not necessarily a talk. It's like, yes, it is talking shit, but I do have an underlining purpose for it. See, I'm the one that's like, hey, let me test you to see who you are, where you at. Granted, who am I? Nobody. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have that. You're Marcus fucking Griffin. Yeah, but I, I, in my head, that's exactly, you're absolutely right. In my world, I'm Marcus <laughs> fucking Griffin. So... It's really out of love that I fuck with people because if I can't fuck with you, that means I can't be friends with you. And I don't really waste time when it comes to friendships. I'm either going to know from the bat if we're going to get along or if we're not. That's who I am. I'm genuine in that sense. And I'm glad that through whatever process, Danny Frank and I have molded a friendship because we've had our months where we don't speak, you know, and then we've had, you know, I will say this. I appreciate Danny Frank because during these COVID times, he's seen how my posts have changed, somewhat of humility somewhat of seeming like compassion and not just a mainly just just not so much me being abrasive and he's like hey you know what you've changed a lot and i appreciate him for seeing that because sometimes it's the strangers that can see things in you that your own friends and family can't so and in the talking shit realm i'm glad i did talk shit to <laughs> danny so that we can now have peace <laughs> exactly exactly in a weird way it was necessary because at least i needed to realize this guy's the real deal. He's he is keeping it real. Um, yeah, no, man. And like, it, it has been cool to actually see and notice that you are a little bit more uh, at peace, for lack of a better term. It seems like I could definitely tell that you're reading more about like compassion and Buddhism, and we'll get into it a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not it, turning it, into no monk. You not know. yet. <laughs> not I yet. No, man. The further I dive into chapters and whatnot, like there's this chapter on like to give this simple breakdown, there's this chapter like, you know, as you dig further in the book, like first, you know, it has its process. First is getting to understand you versus trying to get you to understand what the religion is asking of you and what you should ask for yourself. And then it goes into further practices of really getting to know 
what it is of nature that's that's why you should preserve yourself as much as possible and your peace and so it dived into the chapter of sexuality and it was kind of like you know on them i don't know if they've taken a vow of celibacy i've tried i try to be celibate try to get to know me because i've jumped from relationship to relationship you know just off the fear of being alone and so it's saying when you really break it down and you want to be intimate with somebody like it's pretty much was saying the human body of flesh because they're all about the spirit and preserving the spirit the human body of flesh is really a nasty muddy organism think about it if you didn't shower shave perfume up cologne up makeup up if you just let yourself be you'd be a funky individual you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's like at all times kind of we are like it's been said we're meeting people's uh what impersonators at first or whatever the case may be we're meeting their their what do they call it like their, their, their representatives or right, whatnot yeah. you know and so i guess that's why as i've dove into buddhism when you search for like something spiritual you've kind of realized that it's actually searching for you too that's why i say like i'm kind of testy in the beginning kind of i like questions because sometimes when people speak they want to it seems like as if people want to be around the people that agree with them the most yeah. share their same ideas and so I'm just like but where do you grow like we just all identical that that's a yeah I would never not necessarily accuse you of being boring. a yes man yeah you know uh, yeah, so you're not just gonna blow smoke up someone's ass for sure so yeah so that's been like my spiritual purpose of finding peace and not being so much of better words an asshole you know but I as I'm learning that still comes across as he's an asshole because he asked us questions you know, that made I mean, us think I <laughs> almost say that if I say that lovingly in a weird way you know i don't mean to bust your balls too much because i know after having like one or two conversations with you you know that i could tell you were a decent person and a real person and a genuine person and you. you have like a whole background if you hear the church bells uh we are not in a monastery despite everything <laughs> we're talking about and that's why i say it's yeah. deep everything around me spiritual maybe this is my world no, yeah, maybe i was meant to go off right <laughs> now <laughs> We are uh, we are on a parking garage in the heart of downtown Riverside, so we are surrounded by a lot of Spanish architecture, and I think that might have been an actual like mission bill. Could That's, be. Yeah. Anyway, though, yeah, uh, no, you're you're a good dude, man. Like you're not a complete asshole. You're a little rough around the edges, but once anybody gets to know you, you're a real. You're a good dude. Yeah. I it mean, took I don't. Me I a think, while to you figure know. that out, but. As I get deep, and forgive me, you can say, hey, shut up, you being deep. My listeners don't want to hear this. Nah. But I think that's what I try not to even get caught up on. Good person, bad person, we're people. We make mistakes we try to learn from, and we do deeds that sometimes give us our best light of who we are. And sometimes we are in our worst light. We are just people. When you base things on good dude, bad dude, it's like it's all perspective, and it shouldn't hold a title to people. You yeah. know, because people waste so much and put so much on themselves of being, oh, am I a bad person because I did this? Am I a good person? I look at it like this. If you wanted to do it and it didn't give you any guilt, good or bad, that's your own walk of life. If someone else thinks whatever they think, they're going to think whatever they think. You can have somebody five dollars and they can be like, why didn't you give me ten? You know, so it's really how you feel about yourself. And I do love hearing that you call me a good dude. I appreciate that. Huh. But it is how you feel ultimately about yourself because what may be good to you may be bad to someone else what may be bad to you may be good to someone else and that's what we need to understand as people you know yeah definitely our realities are definitely defined by our perception mm -hmm. of the world around us um 
Yeah, I mean, so I don't remember you being very much of a spiritual person the first time I met you. Uh, what brought upon like this new quest for knowledge that seem, you seem to be going under? I'll be honest, and it's not that I'm some activist. One, the process of COVID. Yeah. It's interesting because as I laid down on my bed, I was like thinking of a new plan and I was like, I need to really be on this new journey for me because karma was really affecting me. Like I've done a lot of shady stuff in my day. You know, that's why I like when you like, you're a good dude. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing. And even in that, it's like, how do you practice? You no, you practice like. Yeah, it takes hard work you know to be saying? a good person. How I've, I, I work people. I'll be honest. I work people. I've manipulated. I, I still may do to this day. And yeah. so as I, I looked at the process, I was like, yo, for me, one, Your I got to change. Sure. I, yeah, <laughs> I have to change my environment as far as friends. So that was one thing because I feel like. Your people that know you will only see you as such. They won't see you as someone that is going through change. It's true. It's hard to break out of the right. perception they've built of you. And so, yeah, there was just this one book that started it off. I think it was by like Dave, David Eckhart or something like that. Eckhart. Anyway. Oh, Eckhart Tolle. Nah, it no? wasn't Tolle. It was David at first. It okay. meant, I, I think so. So anyway, it was the power of now. And he was just talking about, you know, his meditation, his being enlightened, his, you know, just his processes. And in that book, like lately what I do now, like if, if I'm reading a book, I look at other titles, other subjects in a book and go from there. So like my constant routine. So first it was COVID that made me decide I really, since we're going to be alone, let me be alone to better myself and get to know myself more. And then secondly, the George Floyd incident just set me off. Yeah, it's pretty hard to ignore. You know, it really and, is. And it, it still saddens me to this day of, of where I'm turning to because it is a lack of love in this country. Because I'm like, COVID is going on. There's 100,000 people dying. All these numbers. And it doesn't seem to impact anyone to be nicer, care more, reach out to see how people are doing. It's like people want to live their daily lives and still being selfish. And that's another reason I got spirits. I can't be like that. Because I've understood one thing during this process, when you, like you said to me earlier, when you get out, whatever you put out is what you're going to get back. Now, sometimes I'm not always embraced with love, but I like as long as I keep love within myself, whatever they try to attack me with is not going to hurt me as much, if not at all. Like now I'm actually amused at people's attempts of being cold. Yeah, when you get to a certain level of not giving a shit, um, for lack of a better term, you know, and you can call that serenity. You can yeah. call that, uh, you know, ambivalence, I guess. But, you know, when you just stop caring about what other people are trying to do to you, it's kind of funny to watch someone try to be petty. That and right? when you look at what, like I said, embodying what I keep with me every day, the racism, the people passing away so soon, the hurt, the pain that's going on. I keep that with me to where your words, they may seem damaging, but people are dying every day that are yeah. innocent. What is it that you and I are even arguing about? There's right. so many There's things so much, bigger in this world. So and then many. when you look at who yourself is yourself, now I'm not saying I'm defined by my car. I live with my mom. I have a white Malibu. Let me tell you something. We're so all I'm about just to like, live with our mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I'm just like, I have nothing. So for you to be mad at me, 
I'm the bottom of the totem pole. Like, I'm not even that serious. It's people that can have real control and power over all this. And I'm not saying we should be upset with them. I'm just saying you and I should be the least people upset with one another. That's what I, uh, yeah, we should be unified yes. in that we're kind of insignificant in the bigger we, scheme of the things, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that, you know, your or voice isn't. Because I wouldn't want to be that powerful yeah. and have to deal with them dramas. There's yeah. this one dude that committed suicide out of his loft that was like 40 stories up, whatever. He was married to... um. I forget what actress. I want to say Nicole Kidman's husband, but somebody just committed suicide in this COVID. Wow. And he's living in a loft. Rich. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> money really isn't the cure to happiness, unfortunately. It, could, it, it can, helps. It can help you smile from time to time when yeah, you make yeah. purchases or pay bills. But other than that, it's paper. Yeah, and I think this time has been a great unifier for us all in that we're all kind of left to process everything in our homes and mostly in our homes, I should say. Not to mm -hmm. say that you can't come out. I mean, we're standing on a parking garage, you know, but um, we're all kind of in the same boat right now, just kind of waiting for the plan to be unveiled. And so far, we're all just kind of in the dark, Indeed. just waiting. And I think uh, if people took the time to be nicer to each other, we'd probably have a lot less crazy shit and a lot less uh, tense emotions out there. Well, the beautiful thing about this yeah. time to take from it is you finally get defined you finally ha you have defining moments where you realize who's important in your life and how your importance is to them you know yeah that's why i said it, it's deep that you reached out because we haven't spoken like two months so you find the ones that reach out and you're like hey man that, that dude I feel cares like we actually have a random rapport it, yeah. though, you know like you it's kind of cool because cool. it'd be random we talk for, it'd be a shout out message, but then we'll talk for like four or five days, you know? Exactly, it comes in spurts, but yeah. it's definitely building towards something positive. And, and, and you know, dude, like you're saying, you know, that you're practicing good person. I'm a practicing good person right now too. Like mm -hmm. nobody's perfect. Nobody led a perfect life, most people. Um, I for sure haven't led a perfect life, you know? And I've had bad moments in my life too where I've been that same hustler too. Um, so I don't knock you for being a person just trying to survive at all. You know, and in and a lot of ways it. I can you said that word, survival. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's what we're all trying to do out here, right? It's a cold blooded world. I mean a cold blooded is, word survival because you know, it's like we get it from our parents. You know what I mean? And unconsciously we get it because we see, we visualize, so we pick up on certain tools, we pick up on certain traits, things that works, things that don't work as we're practicing. And once you pick up on the trait, then you justify why you use the trait. Then you can see if you can go ahead and keep being that person and live consciously. And a lot of us are living unconsciously when we do these acts. Like I think about it, we're all good in a sense. Nobody really wanted to cuss nobody out that day or beat somebody up or possibly kill somebody. Now, are there killers in this world? Are they bad people that just want to do bad things? Yes, but it's whatever traumatic happened that they could never get over that really changed them for the worse. I still think at the end of the day, you know, we all would want to do it all over again. Yes, you're empathizing with these people yeah. that have uh, kind of and it doesn't mean I'm and, and I'm learning that I'm putting it out there. I'm not defending any of it. I'm just saying, for me, I could, you could, we all could have been them. 
right you choose to empathize with these people rather than like see them as different i mean we all could have been them i could have been my dad where it's like hey i don't i only use women for my own personal advances money a place to stay and da 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 and i've gone to them lengths at times but it's like in the end of the day like this don't feel right so you so feel like a new you've way. gotten a point in your life where you really want to live life the right way quote unquote definitely I can't wait to like get back on stage because even that's going to change. I'm trying to refrain from using the N-word so much. I think as we're talking right now, I don't think I've used as much profanity. No. Nah. You know, and I, tr I do credit that to, <laughs> it's sad when you do the simple things in life. Like I'm doing more reading, which now I'm like, it's almost like two plus two. Like, oh, I've seen my vocabulary change. Yeah, dummy, you're reading, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's Hey, weird. I see I don't use as much profanity. Yeah, because you have a vocabulary to where you don't have to cuss as much, you know? And then you realize... Even in the joy of saying, I've been so ignorant for so long, like, I'm not mad. I don't beat myself up. It's good. <laughs> you know, it's like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Oh, because we haven't had, unfortunately, something traumatic as this happen or, you know, to change your whole dynamic. Yeah, really. I feel like a lot of people are putting their lives really into perspective and realizing maybe, uh, maybe I want to search for a new job or maybe the way I've been going about this hobby is wrong or maybe right. now is a good time to start an ice cream business i don't know it's a good time to like just go for it because we really don't know when to, if we're guaranteed tomorrow man right? and that's why it's gonna sound crazy to me and probably saying it crazy covid if you do your optimism if you do your work on whatever you gonna get on like you said like for me i spend more quality time with my daughter than i ever have yeah so if you say to yourself hey covid is a blessing and then everything that comes out of it should be a blessing as well, you know. Hopefully. I mean. How's your, you have a nephew, correct? Yeah, I've got a nephew. He's how's been doing been well. Doing well? That's good. But definitely going stir crazy because he's at home all the time, <laughs> which rolls downhill, as you know, when there's a kid mm -hmm. around. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a weird thing to see that they're canceling school too, right? Like. I mean, you've got a daughter too, right? Correct. She's How five. old is she? Five. Yeah. So, so that's the my nephew's seven, mm -hmm. but um, they're about almost the same age. It's weird to see them like canceling such fundamental moments of your life. Remember, like kindergarten through like third grade, you learned a lot. You learned the foundation of things, but mm -hmm. a lot of what you did was you learned to socialize. And yes, it's kind of weird to think that they may miss out on like a whole little period of that, like. I hope it doesn't affect them too much. Man. Right? But, uh, yeah, we shall see. It shouldn't affect my daughter. She's gotten a toy, like, every week. Yeah. Do you feel you like know? you're overcompensating because the world's, like, on fire? I feel you like. a little more? <laughs> I feel like it's giving me time to really kind of focus my monies on certain things that matters yeah. most than the other. Like, that's the kind of cool thing because as comedians, we have our money for our, our drink money. You know, cigarettes, whatever the case may be. So now that if you're like, hey, if I could do this and spoil myself that way, I could spoil my kid. I have actually, you know, I do the homework thing a little bit. Yeah. That's where, like, one of my indeficiencies come in. I need to be more proactive. And so it caused me to be creative. And that's why I'm like, you know, as a comedians and we're artists, it's like, we could always be creative. Like, I'm thinking about getting a little white jacket. Like, I look like a professor. <laughs> have her dress up. And I was like, I got to make school fun or learning fun and interesting, you know? Well, so. dude, it sounds like you're in a good point in your life to make those changes and 
maybe it's highlights every day yeah dude, you're, i still cuss people out <laughs> whatever but right now you're not and that's all that matters uh, you know? yeah i don't know but where I, where, where did you grow up man like were you always from out here in riverside not at all um so born west la uh lived a little in van nuys i really grew up in a little city town called monrovia oh right on by yeah. pasadena yes that's why i tell people because they're like monrovia sounds far why because there's 11 letters or however many letters or the name sounds long but no tell everybody it's right next to Pasadena then they're like oh okay so Arcadia like yeah definitely so right that's why I grew up kind of where you you learn to be funny in a sense you know how so um so this is going to be funny well you just learn to be funny because it was a it was so like I grew up Christian Lutheran like I went private schools Okay. So I was like in a private school, Lutheran, from like first grade to sixth. Where you have to wear like the uniform and... I don't think we wore uniforms, but we did have church. Okay. And, you know, and then with my grandfather, we go to church, grandparents on Sundays. So, you know, I mean, I grew up somewhat religious. I didn't act as such, but I grew up that way. And then seventh grade... Went to Arcadia, where that was pretty much dominated with Asian, you know, white. You had like maybe four or five black people in the whole school. And I'm not saying, oh, I went to Rover where all the black people were at, and all black people are funny. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, <laughs> for the most part, yeah, where I grew up, when you got to that type side of town, people talk shit, you know, and you either had to be a fighter or funny. So to kind of get in long, I was just... I'm gonna make y'all laugh because I ain't trying to fight. <laughs> so, yeah, Morovia, and then you just had a lot of people that were funny in the people I grew up with. So, so when you were growing up, were you a funny kid? I mean, is that you said you had to be funny or fight? Uh, were you always trying to entertain people? It's yes, but I, it's funny. It's funny because I was more um, theatrical than. Um, like my speech, you know, I was more trying to do funny faces, yeah, you know that type of stuff. But a lot more physical comedy, a lot more physical, stuff. yeah. But I didn't know I was a comedian, and of course, but I did always know I wanted to make people laugh. So yeah, I knew that at a very young age. Was there anything else that you wanted to do? Like, did you want to be like a superhero? Funny as shit, I wanted to be a stuntman. That's why I was Dude, always thought so out the did box I, when I was a little <laughs> uh, kid too. That seemed like the coolest thing ever, right? Because the evil Knievel and like See, Super I wasn't evil Knievel. It just, I knew, I don't know why I knew this, huh. but my favorite actor growing up was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And seeing him fall and tumble, I thought that was the coolest stuff. Like my mom picked me up home from school. Why are you so dirty? Man, I was tumbling and playing. You know, I just, that's why I was different. Like I didn't want to be the actor. I want to be the stunt man. You know what that's I'm saying? So funny, dude. And so, so yeah, into, that's like, when I first started. and stuff or? No. Nah. That was just like at nine when I wanted to be a stuntman, but then I played baseball. So, and I was never one of these kids be like, I'm gonna make it to the pros one day. I was like, I just wanna play long enough to get a college degree. Cause I'm like, you know, let's be honest, I'm 5'5, five, five, and then David Eckstein and players <laughs> like that debunk that whole 5'5 five, five can't make it, you know? So, yeah, I grew up, played baseball, and that's kinda where I wanted to be or a writer. Yeah. So, why the writing thing come about like i'll be honest when i was in what fifth grade 
I was big into like poetry. Yeah. I love the girls. So it was like, I didn't know that that's corny. But I would write poems. I don't and think stuff. it's corny. I mean, I'm you not didn't, in any rush. You probably to, did the same yeah, shit. Exactly. No, I'm just <laughs> like I'm not in any rush to show you my poetry. But <laughs> I don't think it's corny. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, that's funny, man. So you knew early on that was something that you always enjoyed and kind of excelled at, I imagine. Yeah, I did. I. I mean, I. I it was funny because I actually did spoken word before I ever did comedy. Yeah. When I went to Rio Hondo College, there was like this poetry competition. And so I read my poem up in there. So it did well. I mean, claps. I didn't win, you know. Hey, dude. But the journey yeah. is the destination. So, or the, how's that go? So that's kind of what I think about on COVID, too, is hmm. getting back and finding poems that I've already written and try to revise them. I'm also working on, I say my vision for it is a book, but more so I just hope my daughter is left with kind of carrying on a legacy that I'm trying to not necessarily start. I know that sounds crazy to say, but I want her yeah. to know my father. So I actually, her father. So I actually bought a journal and one of the first uh, things I've been writing about is her mother and I's, you know, love story in a sense, you know, cause one day it's messed up. You never think your kid's gonna ask, but you know they are. Yeah. But she asked me at five, like, how come you and mom aren't together? And that hits you cause you're like, wow, you ain't supposed to. Put me on the spot. <laughs> put me on the spot and you yeah. five, you know, but. So, Go watch Blue's Clues. No. Yeah, so like <laughs> I'm writing, it's like I'm writing to my daughter as if like, I'm kind of not gonna be in your life, your whole life, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of a crazy thing to leave <laughs> So it behind. makes you That's get in touch thing, with though. feelings and emotions. And it's like something I really want to like really have a somewhat kind of a catalog of. So on her 16th birthday, she could be like, what's this present if I'm not around or whatever the case may be. And bam, she can read it and then maybe she'll want to do that for her kids and then their kids. And that's how you can carry on a legacy of who we are to give our lives still the existence that we're here. Everybody thinks you got to be on some, you know, whatever your legacy is whatever your legacy is what i'm trying to say so i'm like maybe she could publish this into a story and get all the money out of that because i'm not i'll be honest i don't know with life the way it's going i don't know if i'm gonna leave her 20 grand to go to college 40 yeah. grand behind i could just leave her my love and my words you know i think that actually has more value to it than the money man especially if you play it out long enough stuff like this happens again you know like i'd much rather have the memories and deep uh, actual words of like my loved ones and like my father yeah. and a, a bag of cash that's maybe worth nothing. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you're going to blow that. Yeah. But if you should, if you really care about things, you're going to treasure the other, you know, you should write. I don't know, Danny, I'm ready. Hey, bring out one of your poems, man. Come on. Just say nah. <laughs> We're all deep, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forget COVID. Take these masks off. Let's hug it out. No, I'm just kidding. But no, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, do you feel like you're gonna die soon or something? I feel like you're coming at this from like a point where you're feeling like you don't know when you're gonna go, but it seems I like mean, we all are. But I feel like I I've, like the George... I've gotten quite sick. There's a time I had like a high fever, so I just think about these things in the moment of like it's kind of crazy. Did you get COVID? You think? Nah, because it was negative. Okay. They stuck that tube in my nose. That was uh, negative. But then they're like, you tested positive for cocaine. I was like, oh, I'll get up there. But anyway. I didn't ask your opinion. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? No. Hey, can I get that Q-tip back? But uh, no. Um, 
Yeah, so I just look at the state and I'm like, this is going to sound crazy because it's a, like, that really Dude, just. That, look at that everything really just, going on. True, but it's like, <laughs> that really just dampened this mood. We're about to get a real deep poetry session and his brother just dampened it. No, I'm just like, I think in the sense of if we plan our death, if we live days like we're planning to die, maybe we'll cherish more of the day that we have. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we take everything so for granted. You know what I mean? Like this moment should be a moment that's like, hey, I look back 10 years, this is a dope ass moment. Versus we leave here today and we never speak again. You know I what I'm saying? that's going to happen, but no, I feel you. But I, you know what I mean? But yeah. people, people kind of treat people and relationships. And, disposable. Yeah. Right? Like it's disposable, like there's disposable. For sure, man. Like, um, well, I hope in 10 years that you remember this moment as a special damn moment. This is like yeah, one I'll of the, in the hospital. Like I told daddy I was going <laughs> to die. I told him. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Tell him to release the book. Release <laughs> yep. the book. Danny does. He you knows. Get this, you go down the basement. There's 20 books. Also tell him his poetry was whack. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. I'm glad though that you're getting to this point in your life where you seem motivated to like keep moving and conquering things set goals and you know get them accomplished speaking of setting goals i'm it was sad as i'm moving into my first place ever it's okay it's a studio i, I didn't dude I didn't, fuck yeah that's why that's why i mess with danny y'all when he oh. says it's okay and i'm the asshole to be like i didn't ask i know it is i'm just <laughs> telling you what it is you know <laughs> but i'm not mad at him because that's how we usually think it's people like oh i don't feel bad about it i'm like i don't i celebrate it i'm about to celebrate it when i get in it but i'm just saying it for like as you said like i'm glad you're taking steps forward and i was like that's one of my biggest steps i've always either lived yeah. with a woman or live with a woman who had to be my mama so now that i have my or even been a roommate so now to have my own, like, it's a studio. It's a good start. Dude, But whatever. it's, your, it's own, your own spot. I think that's what's really helped me become independently thinking of, like, I don't, I've always been that person, like, I don't care if I rub you the wrong way. As long as my intentions is to get you to see that there's a reason for it. Like, I rub Danny the wrong way because I'm like, comedian to comedian, let me see what kind of comedian he is. And Danny will tell you himself. Oh, you push me to my edge, Danny man. See, Danny will most likely <laughs> probably say to himself, like yeah. most comedians, I want to see how tough your skin is. You know. And you know what? I'll be the first to admit, I've not, I've not been known throughout my life for my thick skin. <laughs> so, uh, Marcus did a good job of getting underneath it pretty quickly. <laughs> and I, I get it. People could be like, "That's not your. That's not for you to decide. That's not your place." Okay, I'm different. I don't do what's normal. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think to to your credit, I, even though it's not intentional, I don't think uh, I've definitely become stronger as a result of it, and have a thicker skin because of it. So in a weird way, I should thank you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, see, that's why. I, uh, and I think that's what it is. Like yeah. that really is where I'm at because it's like, like I'll be honest. Like I'm around people most of the day that are like. If that person's bad, leave them alone. But I'm the type to ask them, do you really think you're bad? Do you really know? Let me show you, let me tell you, let me talk with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people look at certain weaknesses and be like, they weak, that ain't for me. And you're like, how do you know? You don't know how strong they could be though if somebody enlightened them to be strong. You know what I'm saying? I just, we dismiss, we dismiss each other so quick and that bothers me. 
And I'm glad you didn't dismiss me. And I'm glad, as you've yeah. seen, as I opened up more, I tried, I also showed, hey, you've also taught me like, hey, one, you don't have to approach everybody this kind of way. Two, like, there is other ways about going to, going, going to do things to where you don't have to act like you're the macho man of whatever the hell it is, you know, because I came to a show, oh, I can't get time on your show, you know who the fuck I am. I had that kind of impression, to and I love that Danny kind of checked me on it, like, I don't know who you are just simply because I don't know who you are. You know what I mean? I think that's what we try to do is people like, I'm going to show you who the fuck I am. And you're like, but I'm not asking you to. Yeah, to set really the care. scene <laughs> and clarify that a little more. He showed up with a bunch of people that were scheduled for a show that I – probably had too many people on anyway <laughs> to be real um and then demanded time meanwhile another guy literally right before marcus asked me if he could do time a guy who was also from out here to no fault of his own um but he came to the comedy show with a guitar and wanted to play guitar on the comedy show and i immediately was like no nah. so then when marcus came up i had to do it again nah <laughs> like there's so many people when you're producing a show that feel really entitled yes and it sucks because i i've given out one like guest spot in the history of that show and uh or at least initially and uh like even that person didn't really didn't seem that thankful about it and in fact they kind of bitched afterward that they weren't already booked <laughs> right it's like dude i just let you skip ahead in the line like so many people have been upset with me for not putting them on but the reality is when you're doing a show or booking a show like you only have so many spots right and like what are you going to do if like you get really big funny professional people that want to be on the show they're going to bump the other people i'm sorry yeah and uh yeah but honestly no i, I always intended to book you but i just couldn't let you be right in that moment and that's why i, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it and yeah, it's so funny nah. because Danny was probably the only it's funny to this day I haven't done his show and I love this is the love the rapport I have and the love I have is because I'll end up rubbing it getting under his skin and, and he ended up getting under my skin last because that really did yeah. get under my skin where it was I mean I felt like like um the he was the job that's like hey yeah we'll give you a call you know what I mean? You kept checking back. Yeah, I mean, it just ain't the right time. Yeah, we're looking. You know what? We got, we got, we got some other people that's you know. Call it being petty, <laughs> but if I'm like, if I'm, if somebody tries to bully me now, I think I was bullied so much when I was younger that like, uh, and you know, and even that came to a breaking point. But when somebody tries to bully me now, dude, I'm not gonna let them do it, and I'm either gonna bully them back, uh, or just make it very uncomfortable for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to hurt you or anything. Like, I would have booked you on the show, too. It just hasn't happened. Uh, and mo mostly, honestly, initially it was, like, uh, me being a dick. And I love it. Because I was like, nah, fuck you. And You're see, not going to come be a dick to me and the, expect me not yeah. to be a dick. <laughs> and that's the essence of Marcus. I just really like to get the <laughs> truth out of every fucking body. And finally, I got it because, I, yeah. you know, that was the truth. And I, I respect him for that shit. Because you mean, know what? I'm a I'm nice guy, I'm very entitled because I've actually been blessed enough to when i'm not on a show i get on a show i rip it and all that type of stuff and so it was good on this one to continuously see because it danny did it good he's like yeah man i'm having another one july 14th and then i would wouldn't even think about it and then july 4th king comes around lineup made and i'm like what the f why would you even you know what i mean yeah but beautiful. then you started tagging me in public posts asking me when i'm gonna book you <laughs> that doesn't make me want to book you faster <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know, but I think we through it all we have a good back and forth rapport. Definitely. And I do know that you are funny. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't deny it. Uh, I just couldn't let you be a bitch. <laughs> so I had to be a bitch back, man. Um, I love it. But, you so know, yeah, really honestly, Danny is the reason I've changed my whole life. No, <laughs> yeah, right, man. No, uh, I would love to take credit for that. But I think uh, the world ending, essentially, or not even ending, but getting that much closer to ending is probably what inspired that. Because I've definitely taken this time to really try and push myself to got to start really taking fitness seriously. But it's another podcast. <laughs> See, you know, the beautiful thing is I'm jacked up in the head. I don't uh, know. There goes the bells. There goes the bells. But you know, another beautiful thing that I said mm. to myself, the cool thing is if I die in these times, it will yeah. just be COVID related. So like you said, you need to take, I mean, you need to take working out seriously. You pass, they're going to be like, he died of COVID. You'll be under line of COVID. <laughs> Nobody be like, man, Danny was fat as fuck. That's why he died. You know what I mean? They're going to be like, he Marcus. had COVID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you waited 37 minutes to call me fat, but you fucking snuck it in there. Or wasn't it? It was quick and smooth. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you want to go, now's the time. That's why uh, I said, if I die, at least, like, if they be like, man, he had cancer, not a motherfucker had COVID, you know? Yeah, no, truthfully, man, like, I did start to lose weight, but I'll admit, I gained more weight initially. And like, uh, it's kind of funny. We, I did not anticipate having enough time to gain a lot of weight and also lose a lot of weight and kind of break even. Right. Uh, like <laughs> I thought this was going to end in like a week or two. <laughs> no, it, it just keeps going. But could it have? It may, I don't know, dude. No, I don't think so. Looking back on it. Cause in the perfect world, I said to myself, okay, what could have been done? is we pull from the resources of the higher-ups, the powers, the V, yeah. their billions, and we tell everybody, don't go to work, we'll give you a stipend, we'll give you food, we'll bring our army tanks to deliver you groceries or whatever the case, to keep everybody in the house, but then... Prefer your groceries delivered by tanks. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, you want yeah. tanks on the street? But, but, but no. then I'm saying to myself, okay, if they do that, they probably would have saved, saved a lot of heartache, a lot of time, but they wouldn't have saved money, but they would have yeah. got their money generated back versus now when they're trying to start everything up, like baseball with no fans. It is You know, I'm a funny. big baseball guy. And I'm like, can we not make those, can't we make them photographs funnier that's behind them? I know people the pay for those seats. The audacity that they have to pay for to their face be, up yeah, like, That's what I mean. This country is so How beautiful. about we just let it be sad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're that vain that you, you put your face. I'd rather they would have been like, like, where's the creativity? <laughs> I want a face that has a red dot on the forehead as I'm watching home plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want some funny faces back there. A little kid being thrown in there. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But we yeah. get the same whatever face that we don't even know who they are. That's the beautiful thing. The vanity of I bought myself. I'm. My heart said Dodger Stadium. It just reminds me, man, a long time ago I worked at this place called Z Gallery. Uh, and I do not represent anybody, nobody. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect <laughs> anybody. Uh, not me, not any of my affiliates, not Marcus, no one related to him. We're just people being people saying shit. Anyway, I worked at Z Gallery a long time ago. And I remember the one that we worked at was in a strip mall that was slowly closing. And we were watching all the businesses around us start to go out of business and foreclose and just getting closer and closer to where we were, just wondering where we were going to be next, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. And it was the funniest thing to me that instead of just letting these spots be vacant, 
they would put up the biggest posters of people having fun, smiling, <laughs> purchasing things, holding money, you know, and it's like completely going against the reality is, which was at the time, like the housing market was horrible. Nobody was buying homes. It was a bad time to work at a place that sells like home items to bougie right. people. And that's where we were. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it definitely feels like this could have been managed a little bit differently and probably better. I just want to say, man, flipped on its side. I want Trump or whoever to come out and be bluntly honest so the people could be scared for a week if they're going to be scared for a week in terror. Get over the disbelief and then just get old and just get back to like, you know what? That was crazy. We learned that this was all this. And then see from the, if the human element spawns from it, because it's like we just literally want to be cordial with one another while we maintain hate. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, hey, tell me, get your hate out to see if you really do hate me or you hate the way you think about me or whatever hate that you have. Right. Or with is this anyone. the result of Let's get all this out. Let's literally line everybody up down the street that may have COVID and point guns <laughs> at one another and see if they'd really shoot each other. Let's start there. Like, I, no. I'm just saying, let's start with chaos. And then people will be like, hey, yo, this, hey, this is crazy. Hey, hey, stop. Maybe they'll be like, stop. We got to stop this. Hopefully. You know? But I don't know, man. Gang Instead of being blind stuff. to it. That is the thing that I'll say that's really good and really important about everything that's happened uh, with the George Floyd protests and every, Breonna Taylor and everything around it is that. And maybe this wouldn't have happened if we weren't on lockdown because of COVID, you know. But I feel like it just exposed enough injustice that people couldn't help but not stand up. Yeah. You know, and there were cops out there taking knees too because it was just so undignified to kill somebody that way. And there really is no better way of putting or no other way of putting it. Because it seemed like a very deliberate act. You know, and that guy, that one really bad cop doesn't necessarily speak for all cops. But the action, I think, just triggered just decades and decades of injustice that have gone unchecked and people finally reached a boiling point, maybe. And it's good that we got it all out there because maybe this is what we need in order to get to that point where we can uh, chill out again. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even say why that one hit me different because we've seen the shootings before and we've seen racism, like we've seen the injustice before, but that one, it was just like, so to see inhumane. him watch him yeah like you said drain right. his life from him i like it's like crazy to say. i'd rather you have shot him because then you know like yo that's gonna be instant death but you know at any time anybody could have tapped the cop on the shoulder the other cop could have pushed him off hell a civilian could have rushed him who the hell knows you know at any time he could have got up and he could have lived but you chose that to literally drain his life from him that was just like, that just touched me to where it's like, man, we got to stop this. Not saying I'm on some frontline stuff. My new, my new uh, way of helping as far as my community, as far as black community, is I try to support financially black comedians that I know by funding whatever they got. I bought three shirts from one gentleman, you know, stuff like that to where at least I could generate some type of resource to whatever help that they may need, you know. I think and, small actions yeah. add up, yeah. Cause I'm like going to protest with all them people down in LA and all that. That's beautiful to say you're a part of something. And I get that and you, and you believe in it. But I was like, yeah, I ain't with the crowds. <laughs> yeah. Not trying to just make me angry. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. I ain't a crowd person. So, but 
See, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of America is in theory we're all allowed to kind of express ourselves how we see fit. Yes. And that was what was cool is, uh, you know, like I went to, to a protest too and it was cool to see that it's not just one type of person at all. Uh, and that's, you know, the whole movement of uh, people st- speaking up against like the cruel and unusual punishment and killing of people especially black people you know it wasn't orchestrated by any one race or any one ethnicity or any one background or any one archetype of person Mm -hmm. it's people of all different colors and backgrounds and faiths and denominations and sexualities and whatever walks of life that you know stood up and said no this isn't right and this isn't okay and maybe, you know, we're getting back to a point where the people are going to start demanding that their voices be heard a little more. Because for a while it feels like, and I don't mean to get on all, I don't mean to get on my soapbox and talk uh, politics and stuff, because I'm definitely not very smart. I'll say that right now. Stop kind that. of an idiot. You're very um, smart because you're already choosing your words wisely. Exactly. Right? I'm not trying to set myself you're up. You're already conscious of the fact that you're just trying to be careful in what you say. Yeah, I'm, but yeah, so I'm a representative of assholes out there. <laughs> so keep that in mind. But well, I mean, because you know what? I, I, <sighs> I might be stepping out of line. I didn't mean to interrupt. No. But I think I expected what you I'm to. trying to uh, <laughs> trust everybody does. I'm just but kidding. I'm just trying to say, I think it is one of those where you might be going is like, yo, I have a simplistic view of this. It's not going to be political or touch on it because I don't know much about it, but it's simplistic. But So I, I wanna, I'm here to I mean, hear the view. I kind of lost my point, to be honest, at this point. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's a very simple statement is that uh, there's definitely a better way of handling things, and we need to remember to treat each other as equal human beings with the same right to try and live a good, just life as any other person. And, like, if you have weird issues with hate, I guess be vocal about it so we can talk it out. Because I'd rather do that and have awkward conversations around mm-hmm. the clock than see people dying in the streets unjustly. Exactly. But, yeah, man, it, it is... Uh, Dave Chappelle was really the first comedian I can remember really bringing it to light in a beautiful, prolific way that racism still existed for, you know... and, and I feel like there was a period of time where it was kind of hidden in the background a lot more, uh, but not anymore. <laughs> it's back up in front. Not and, at all. And uh, I guess it's better that it that we deal with it now than let it fester underneath the skin. Yeah, and you said it. I watched that yeah. eight minutes and forty six seconds and paused it a couple times. Oof, it's tough. And then I said to myself, "Yo, that's brilliant of him because." And during this process, these times of us being like, you know, I, I'm an essential worker, so I go to work every day still. But in these times, Humble I was bag. like, I'm not mad that I'm not doing comedy because I can't really. It's not necessarily find something funny to say. Yeah. It's like in these times, I don't want to be funny, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I want to be honest on a feeling level. And if people laugh, that's great. But I'm like, these times, I want them to be just sentimental because it's something about. I just feel like we, we, this is another thing where we're going to look at as like our day to day and lives getting lost should never be looked at as day to day. It should be like, yo, let me check on the one friend who I might be an enemy to. Let me bring them something to eat or bring them water or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
people should still matter. Now, as I say that I've lost friends during this time, you know, on my journey, but <clears throat> it's more so Marcus like- Marcus is a huge Trump supporter. <laughs> you know what's crazy? No. And that's why like, I laugh at this world because trigger words, yeah, by Trump the way, has right? now become a trigger word to where if you're not saying hate, kill, get rid of, then you are a Trump supporter. Right, you become the enemy if you're yeah. not completely against them. And I actually, because I was actually Life trying to... Life is not that simple. Right. right. It's so complex and, and nuanced. And, and it sucks because that's such a trigger word that if you don't depend on, depend on what you say after, you're in support of. And I was trying to take the stage of like, say what you will about Trump. Trump is the baddest president we've ever had in the lines of being just a bad, like, Shaft's type president. Yeah, he does not give a shit about diplomacy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and unfortunately, that's why, like, somebody made this post, but I had this thought process. Trump is literally who we are right now, and that's yeah. why people hate him so much. Because guess what? He is a reflection we over sexualize women, but women are over-sexualizing themselves. We don't literally give a shit. We knew if we had money, that means power. We are actually giving out to the universe, and the universe actually gave us to what we look like, and it is Trump. Now, people don't like admitting things about themselves, and if you can't admit that, then you hate Trump. But if you look at Trump, you're like, yo, I got to change my ways because I sound like Trump. I mean, Trump was that type of president. Have He's kind of living the American dream that Man. we had in our minds for a while, right? Like, like, I don't give a damn. He made all the money. He became the head gangster. And, like, he's doing shit, swinging his dick out there and letting <laughs> things fly. And this is one of the times, like, correct me point. if I'm wrong, <laughs> I don't want to grab women by the vagina. Yeah, But have I neither. not ever, as you, Danny, as any, any man in here will say, but you know what I'd like to be able to do? I'd like to be able to walk in a club and be like, I want her and I want her because of who I am. And they want me back because they know who I am. Yeah, that's just an entitlement that's just, thing. <laughs> that's just human nature. You want to be the baddest person on the block because the baddest person on the block usually gets to pick. For, he gets his pickings. That's animals. Yeah, you know. You think about it. The baddest dude, the baddest king gorilla, gets to sleep with the the baddest lion. Gets to sleep with the herd. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's caveman thinking. It's caveman for sure. thinking, but but that's it's what probably I mean. a lot more prevalent than society is willing to. Exactly. To and so when you get when you get mad at these, and it's just so funny how this world is because feminists will get mad at the thought of how men are, but then you'll go on to somebody's Instagram. Instagram models are making hundreds of thousand dollars being naked. So yeah. who, who? What is the apple? What's the what's the chicken or the egg? <laughs> The egg or the chicken, you know what I'm saying? What yeah. came first? Was it women being out there over-sexual? Or were we over-sexualizing women to make y'all that sexual? I mean, we can get into that and talk about no, that I don't for want a long time. But yeah. like, we was liking this dude. We hate him now. He's a scumbag. Yeah, right. he like Danny is anti-feminist, anti-woman. No. <laughs> and I love it all. Like, I even bought... Could that's why I'm like, if, if people probably. did the research, and I'm glad you actually dug deep on me, and like, oh... Like I told today, yeah, I ain't gonna say that. But like, oh, he doesn't. It'd be like, oh, he he's he bashes feminists, and I'm not saying I don't want to say like the racist people that say like, oh, I got two or three black friends. But I'm just saying I'm understanding more. I bought a couple books on my Black History. Angela Davis talking about black feminism. I yeah. want to know what it is that is causing the pain that has been stemmed from four to five hundred years to centuries to decades. I want to learn that so I could be a part of not. Causing more pain. Right? Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of that is just education, man. We're ignorant exactly. people and we don't know any better. Like, yeah. I'll cop to it. When I was younger, I was definitely more of a, a misogynistic male, for lack of a better term. Because I, I think just being a male in, a heterosexual male in the U.S., you're kind of brought up to, bre- you know, yeah. to fit that archetype. That's who are, we saw in movies. Those are our heroes, you know. Dude, but I watched that 70s show with Marge and, uh, no, with, with uh, Bob. You know Bob Donna, the yeah, mom, yeah. and he's and she's like, I want to go to, I want to go back to school. What do you need? Like, I, I, I have a house and clothes. Like, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, it's, I and mean, that was the whole male chauvinistic stuff of I bought you, and they just this didn't is your know life. any better. Yeah, you know, and like I guess that's why some people in my life that have problematic views. I know the popular thing is to like completely chastise them and like hate <laughs> them and murder them or whatever, but. Yeah. yeah, like I can also just accept that people can exist in their own shitty views. And as long as they don't hurt anybody, it's not going to hurt me to give them a pass and let them have their time. Right. Because a lot of people just generationally won't ever understand that there's different ways. And I'm sure it'll happen to us at certain points. But definitely, you know, the reality is uh, it's problematic thinking. And if we can't change someone's viewpoint, I guess we wait them out until they die. I don't know. Not encouraging it, but I don't yeah. know, dude. Ha- I don't even know if you having it more will, conversations. It will like change. This. It's more so like you have to, in my opinion, you have to have faith that it's changing by themselves. Yeah. Meaning they're by themselves, at least maybe thinking, and you may never see the change. But if you envision that you have said what you have said and been the best you that day, then you know there is change. Right. Oh, you know, and that kind of brings me back to the point that I didn't really make is that, you know, when I was younger, I definitely viewed women in more of an objectifying kind of way. Um, but as I got older, as I learned more about like feminism, womanism, like just being a decent person and treating people with respect, not even because they're female, just because they're people, you know, and realizing that everybody's got these complex lives with goals and experiences you know that i realized like i can be a better person it's a conscious action and uh a lot of it is just realizing that there's an alternative to the way you're living educating yourself yes indeed bring it all back to uh it's the running theme but yeah man so (laughs) we've kind of gotten all over the place and that's all right comedians and i don't even know if we made any jokes (laughs) we we probably didn't no and like that's that's the thing how these things go man like you can't there's invaluable conversation right now man man, to be on like it's like we could but it's like no i'd rather be real for a little bit and see what happens hopefully it's interesting to somebody i think it is people keep listening i don't know by the way please uh subscribe rate review uh, leave a review if you can. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Danny Frank Comedy and Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Uh, and reach out, you know, if, if there's anything that you really enjoy or even if there's anything you really don't enjoy, uh, <laughs> feel free to leave a review or let me know via DM. Uh, and, and, you know, while we're on it, Marcus, how can people find you on Instagram? Oh, man. Instagram is Marcus M. Griffin. I kind of got to laugh ball head to me uh facebook it's marcus cb griffin those are my two social media sites mainly um and, and you should you have a day job too right yes and that's the thing dude is like we're at a point in our careers where we're not a hundred percent full-time professional comedians yet 
True. Um, so give us a little bit of grace. And uh, if you want to support us even a little bit extra because you know that we're just starting out, feel free. Yes. Feel it's free. all appreciated. Yeah. All right. So we're winding down. But before we get going, if you could go back in time and give your younger self some bit of advice that might help you get through life a little bit easier. Uh, is there anything you think you'd tell your younger self? Be quiet. I think that's what I'd say. Because everybody, uh, I, I get hit with a lot of like, I wish I showed humility, but just to shut the fuck up, and that's why I, I bluntly say it, just shut the fuck up, because, you know, no one needs to know who you are, what you do, how bad you are, how good you are. Just live. Just live. Shut the fuck up. I think that's be my main thing right there. Real talk. Yeah. And just, I'll say it just like that. Hope he gets scared. <laughs> and just learns. So like when people are talking is just shut the fuck up because you're listening then. You know, if you could give some advice to people in general at large that might help them in their journey. Does anything come to mind? Um, what's sad is, it's not sad, it's corny. But it's not corny, it's real. One of the books I read was uh, Common, the rapper Common. He had a book that said, let love be the last word. And I really think, and I'm not, like I said, I'm practicing. I think if we keep love at the forefront of all that we do, as hard as it may be, it changes things. Like, I mean, it sounds simple and it sounds from Bible terms. And I'm not, a, as I'm getting into other, you know, the spirituality of what I'm getting into, I'm not trying to debunk the Bible, say it's the greatest book on the planet, but it does have that message of love thy enemies. And I look at it, when you do that, when you literally be like, cause we've all been, we've all done wrong to people and we've all been done wrong. And sometimes we hold on to both. Whereas if we just, if we love one another more, what they do in spite of to try to piss you off or get under your skin if you love them it'd be like with your kid you know what i mean like your kid one day i know i'm pretty sure my daughter gonna come to me and be like i hate you daddy and then you're gonna laugh like you can't hate me you know how much love i have for you you know I'm a, you, you hate me you're gonna come you and talk to hate me in me five now. minutes exactly you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. if you if you looked at people from and that's if you looked at people from that innocence then you won't be so hard on yourself like in the sense of what did i do to make them feel that way you didn't do anything to them you love them you choose to constantly love people so right there you don't have to put blame on why would they come at me like this why don't they it's because they dealing with their own stuff and that's when you take a step back and be like all right i'm gonna let you deal with that and this is a prime example like i had a conversation with a woman the other day and like I said, I know I rub people the wrong way because I don't necessarily hold my tongue. What I'm trying to do now is choose my words wiser and actually have kid gloves when I say it. And even in that sense, that person got mad, got upset, did the whole F you do, you need all to talk to people, blah, 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 all this type of shit. And I paused. I'm sorry you feel that way. I didn't mean to diminish this. Out of love. Pause, pause, pause. To where she, that person sat back and was like, you know what, I'm sorry, that did touch me, da da da. You know what I mean? So I think if people just don't embrace that with the anger and hate, they would get turned around. That person would come to them and be like, hey, you know what? You were just trying to be there for me. Like, I apologize, you know? And I think that would kind of change 
then my my crazy faith driven self that would change the world if everybody just did that little acts of like what you did didn't bother me you didn't put your hands on me you didn't kill me you didn't touch none of my family you were just upset because i was honest that's fine you could be upset this might be the first time you've been hearing some honest shit. i don't know you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah just that right there let love be the last words as we are love here. and honesty right those are the and two most important i got love for danny as i'm standing in this heat i'm sure i got third degree burns <laughs> i'm sorry no one ever confuse me for being mixed for a while so <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, man. If I take my mask off and stand in the sun, too, you'll see I get tanned pretty quickly. Yeah. And like, uh, then I become a different version of myself to be hated. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I really got to thank you for coming out and standing in the heat with me amongst all the church bells and all that, love, man. Brother. Yeah, no, and it's it's good getting to real, really talk to you and get Likewise. to know the real uh, Marcus. Before well, we get to going. Know him now. Before I'd have been like, what the fuck you got me in this heat, motherfucker? You know who I am? Shit, I'm Marcus fucking Griffin. You yeah, didn't bring no now goddamn beverage and shit. shit back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know I also don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, no. Um, all right, man, before we get going, though, is there any closing words, quotes, books? Do you think people should check out anything you want to promote? I know comedy is kind of on the hold right um, now. Um... I mean, if you if, if you want to get educated, there's this. Uh, it's like pretty much a touch up on history. This is book stamped from the beginning. It's by uh, I can't quote the author. I don't know who the author is. It's stamped from the beginning. It kind of just gives the whole history on racism, slavery. You know, because a lot of people think that oh, it's 400 years ago. Nah, some of it was like in 1960. Some like it. We're not that far off. No, it's from like where three generations. hate has left off. Yeah. We're not far from where hate is left off, you know? And so that's why I've really retouched upon that. So um, as far as, I mean, I'm not trying to, the power of now, I would just get that book because it discusses depression, discusses ways to get out of it. It, it discusses, what it really discusses and what I love about like the spiritual journey I'm on is really remaining conscious. Because people want to say stay woke, but no, you have to stay conscious of your words, your actions, because a lot of times people don't realize nastiness is usually a trait that we've seen or someone has done to us that we're incoherently acting out. You know, that's usually often what that what that hate is. It's like you're unconscious just coming out of you because you have whatever energy, whatever anger that you didn't know how to cope with to really process. And so you're unconsciously getting it out and spewing it out on somebody because you wouldn't normally act that way. Normally, if you were a conscious mind, if somebody hugged you, you wouldn't have hit them in the mouth. You'd be like, oh, I'm thinking about it. Oh, they're going in for a hug. Let me hug them back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was last words, but yeah, Power of Now, that book, um, that's about it. Look for one of my books in the future. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, man, maybe. I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Don't let don't let anything stop. What you, about man. you, Danny? What's on your new venture? I want to at least hear about this before my new venture. Yes, I mean uh, I know it's this, and you congratulations, you're doing well. I'm gonna try thanks, to catch man. up and listen to all the other uh, ones. I mean, life right now is just podcasting, working. I'm I'm working too, uh, writing a lot, trying to read a lot of books and listen to audio books too, a lot of memoir uh, memoirs. Do you do Nook? 
Uh, I don't do Nook. I, I do have an Audible account, and I do have a couple Kindle books. Uh, honestly, though, like I kind of like I kind of like being old school and just holding a book sometimes. Same here. You know what I mean? It's just like I still take notes, and I'm like, what am I? <laughs> I mean, you want that's what I appreciate though is like you actually want to understand yeah. it, and then you're willing to look up another book to understand this book. Oh man, um, that's why it's like diving into this Buddhism. I won't be long. Yeah. It's no, so deep because they, it's like if you're walking along the path and you got guides along your path because they have like different spiritual gods. So yeah, taking these notes, I'm like, and then they have like two to three, it seems like two to three different types of Buddhism based on the region that it's in. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch. Different, definitely schools of philosophy on it. So then you're like, wow, this this is like a real, you know what I mean? If you really want to get into it, you're like, Oh, it's going, a lifelong it's a, journey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I dig about it. But but that's good. You're reading. What what books are you reading? Well, uh, like I said, I've been reading a lot of memoirs. So like Face the Music. Or no, uh, what is it? Behind the Music by Paul Stanley. Okay. Shit, I can't think of it. It's the lead. <sighs> I don't know why I'm brain farting on this. It's on my phone. But whatever. It's Paul Stanley's memoir. Face the music. I've read it twice, and then I heard oh, it. What's up? I heard it on audiobook because it's so funny to hear him talk about some of these stories. Like mm -hmm. he's a very professional guy. He was the lead. Well, he's like the founder of Kiss, essentially. Oh, okay. And the front runner, but he's also the rhythm guitarist and the lead singer. And it's funny to hear him talk about these other people he didn't care for. But he's such a professional that he doesn't say it. He just implies it. <laughs> like there's this one right. guitarist, Vinnie Vincent, that uh -huh. was a complete asshole. And uh, just very egotistical. Didn't respect anybody else but himself. And he's like, well, it was like a two-minute blurb, if that. <laughs> it's like, all you need to know about Vinnie Vincent, I can sum up in one story. We were all tired, and we have been on the road for a long time. We came into a little town where somebody made us a big bowl of matzo ball soup fresh and it was the best thing on earth to have after such a long journey on the road by ourselves in the cold and we all sat there eating our matzo ball soup and Vinny finished first and he stood up let out a loud belch and dropped his used soup bowl into the giant pot Oh, that is shit. all you need to know about Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> I was like, damn, like this guy is throwing shade, covert, but uh, he, he did it in such a perfect way. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I, it doesn't matter. If you guys want to know what else I've checked out or what I'm checking out, uh, feel free to hit me up and I'll, I'll share my mind with you. There's a lot of interesting up, up out there. Uh, you know, and if you want to hit up Marcus, hit him up too. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of information. I've been banned on Facebook again for 30 days, so it's going to be a minute. So hit me it's on the Instagram. sign of a free individual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man, before we get going, uh, I usually end it with everybody choosing one song that's special or near and dear to them. Does anything come to mind for you? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, one song near yeah. and dear. As the bells go, I'm like, I was going to be like, hell's bells. No, I'm, just, <laughs> um, I'm like, see, give me like, I'm like, I'll go East genre. You know what's so funny? I listen to gospel in the morning. Yeah. Yep. Did not. I listen to gospel oh, yeah. in the morning. And this way you're like, are you really dying? So one song that stands out from that <laughs> is going up yonder because I'm a living contradiction. 
that song is a funeral song, but it's the happiest, it seems like the happiest song as you going to another place to meet somebody great. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been listening to that. Yeah, we look That's at our set up every day. <laughs> you know, I wake up every day with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then if we go on R&B, um, well, you can only I always like, one, man. I like, I can only well, put you one gotta on get the playlist. One, one on the playlist, that's why I'll give you the choice. You just got to work. Right. See, you right. know? One R&B, I will go um, Michael Jackson. It was off the Free Willy soundtrack. It was like, hold me, or will you be there? Country. Just call my name. Country, I listened to that. So the Keith Urban song, Don't Take the Girl. And then if we had Jesus, to go, I asked for one, you give me 12. <laughs> hey, then, that's three. If we're going like some punk rock stuff lately, I've been on Pearl Jam's Black. So you got four songs right there to choose Very from. prolific punk rock group, Pearl Jam. Are they punk? I don't no. know. <laughs> what are they, metal? Heavy no, metal? I mean, Pearl Jam, right? Yeah. It's like grunge. Grunge. 90s See, I don't era grunge, I guess. Yeah, uh, so. It's one of those bands that just fell into like alternative rock i guess so yeah choose one to close out you can do going up yonder <laughs> you know what i'm saying search that hopefully you get some church singing in there i'm going up yonder can you lead us out on a song <laughs> lead like uh, me singing a song yeah why not? do you know, know any songs i don't know i'm not no singer i'll I mean, lead you out I, on some boys and men i knew you was at the other guy i just didn't care you know where he's on the beach <laughs> <laughs> get deep voice on you you know you just won't come back to me will you just come back. Yeah, right. Now I'm going to listen to the end of the road when I get the call. <laughs> <laughs> I like that yeah. you set up every day as if it is literally your last from the beginning. As if you're going down to go visit your casket. Listening to like, hey. I'll be missing you. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I can start the day. <laughs> I'm going to be 70 uh. playing that song. Like, damn. One day I'm going to see him. But yeah, man. So today it's been fun. It, yeah, Let's man, get out the sun. All right. Good talking to you, Marcus. Same. Thank you for coming out. My name right. is Danny Frank. This is Marcus Griffin. This is Danny Frank's Walks of Life. Thanks for uh, listening. Have a good day. Mm -hmm.